Wait. Gosh darn it, Steve. From Noble Robot on East Hennepin Avenue in fanciful Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk games and game development. I'm Ellen Burns Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And Mark is still sick at home, playing Zelda. In this episode, we talk with Zach Gilbertson, dev of local indie darling Flailier, to discuss the Unreal Engine. So, if everyone is ready, let's start. Ba-bam. Ba-bam. <laughs> Ba-bam. That's how it goes. Yes. Hey, Zach. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It nice is to be here. Wild that you haven't been on the show yet. <laughs> uh, I, I think I've always I wanted you on because, like, I, I think you know, failure is great. Um, Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I I'm really curious specifically about the Unreal Engine because I feel like compared to everybody else here in the, in the community in the Minneapolis community, um, I think you are the expert in Unreal. Yeah, I somehow took a left turn when everybody else went right and uh, <laughs> became the local Unreal indie dev for a bit. Well, I mean, you've also released a game in Unreal. Like, yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. A huge. That's Releasing a game in general is a huge accomplishment, but uh, releasing a game on Unreal is an accomplishment that not many can say here specifically. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Um, so before we get started, I know I like kind of introduced you already, but do you want to introduce yourself? further yeah what's your whole deal zach okay yeah whole deal uh yeah i'm zach gilbertson i am um the ceo <laughs> founding member of uh squidland games cool cool uh and uh i've uh personally commercially released one game um Woo-hoo. made some some commercial games for some other companies nice. and uh done a whole lot of prototypes that didn't become real games <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all <laughs> awesome um so yeah i guess i want to ask specifically like what does unreal have that other engines don't that's a big question yeah yeah um I'm not going to say it has stuff that the other engines don't exactly. Okay. And I'm mean, okay. I I haven't done a lot of Unreal 5. Oh, okay. And so the um a lot of those new systems are stuff that other engines don't ah, have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's have that's a, that's new as of like a year ago or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of those are still big test features and stuff. And like right. nobody can like say that they can have a, a like a billion polygons on a model and that's just fine other than Unreal Engine at that's the moment. That's true. Um, but like, as far as like Unreal Engine four, I, I think a lot of the stuff that you can do in it, you can do in, uh, Unity or even like Godot. Mm-hmm. There's just stuff that it does easier. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Like, um, I, I would say the biggest standout for me is that out of the box, the lighting engine is gorgeous. Um, yeah, okay. and I think like Unity is a little little weird on that, depending on the pipeline you pick and and the, the different settings. It can turn out a little mushy, a little weird. You have to do some tweaking, and like you can get it there usually if you spend a lot of time on that. But like every time I booted out Unreal Engine and thrown like a three D model into there, like it's is like looks amazing. Just uh, the by the default rendering that you don't need to make a lot of uh, work to make that look good. Uh, right out of the box. Cool, cool. Yeah, I um have not. I don't think I've ever opened Unreal. Thinking <laughs> really? It's, it's, it's pretty. It's got a, a good. Yeah. I would say it has the best UI of any game engine 
visually. Okay. Interesting. Sure. Okay. Uh, usability uh, mileage may vary, but like sure. it's it's pretty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Um, if I wanted to get started, where would I? What? Where? Where do I start? I guess. Mm. Uh, at the beginning. Um, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I mean, I think that depends on uh, where you're at as a game developer. Sure. Uh, if you're just getting into game development, um, I don't think that Unreal is necessarily a bad choice. I think a lot of people uh, would dissuade you of that. And I think okay. that's um, not totally merited, especially if like you're looking for something that Unreal provides. Uh, well, I'm not going to say go do it for sure like there are, there's a lot of options i just i don't think it's a wrong choice mm-hmm. uh, if that's the case and you're just starting uh go do some blueprint tutorials and and learn how to you know just do build out something small uh in that and try that out i mean uh, i think you could really get a game up and running and like go through some of the tutorials in like two or three hours and just get yeah. kind of a sense for how the engine like works and flows and uh if you have a lot of game dev experience uh, before that, I think a lot of the, the stuff would be very familiar to you to just jump in and mess around. And okay. it would be just getting down and like understanding the blueprint structure more than any of the, the, the basic tutorials and stuff. But okay. hmm. even that I think uh, mirrors uh, air quotes, normal programming uh, surprisingly well with a, yeah. a few awkward exceptions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, the 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 blueprints thing is particularly interesting because I know that I tried, I've tried Game Maker, um, I tried that several months ago. I can't remember when exactly I did it, um, but I initially like looked at the visual programming and I was like, I can't do this, yeah, <laughs> because I'm so used to programming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the blueprints thing I think is interesting because I think that a lot of times when people are recommending, um, an engine to like first start out, if you like you don't have a lot of experience in programming in general. Um, that I think that people bring up the Unreal Blueprints um, as a shining example of a way to get in and making games, just like they do with game making. I think that like it works depending on your experience. Um, have you messed with Blueprints at all? How does that? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, you uh, you have to. Um, oh, you have to? I, you Okay, you can do okay. just C++ yeah. if you are... Kind of a masochist. That's <laughs> um, what I expected you to say. Glad you came through. Yeah. Uh, and like, uh, they're definitely like. I think there is just kind of a general like unspoken sense that like the real programmers are programming in C plus plus. But uh, I mean, the truth of it is that like, even if you get really into it and you do need some of the C plus plus features that Blueprint can't provide. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still using blueprint you're just making blueprints out of c++ and yeah. turning that into a blueprint hmm. because uh not to get too technical on this but um uh, for the unity folks uh when you have like a an object in your scene and you want to reference it mm-hmm. the quick and dirty easy way to do that is to uh have a a, a variable in there that you just drag it in editor to right. be like i reference this object yeah and you need a blueprints to be able to do that essentially. 
Uh, and so if you're just doing like raw C++ code, you don't have that like editor presence. And oh. so even at the like the bare minimum, I have had a, a class that was entirely C++, used almost no blueprint, and I still turned it into a blueprint on the last step just to get those the like the editor menu stuff. Okay. Uh, so the engine really pushes you to use the blueprint. I didn't realize effectively the blueprints thing was like the inspector in Unity. I didn't realize that. That's, that's yeah, neat. Yep. And I, I know that like Game Maker, effectively, that's how Game Maker works too. Is it has its visual coding stuff, and you can, hmm. you, but you can transfer from visual, no, from coding into visual coding, but not the other way around, um, due to the way that the it's structured in in Game Maker. I think something like that. I didn't use it for that long, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's fascinating. I, I wouldn't even consider that. So like, that's the way to like allow um you to effectively um you use it like you i guess that's how i would approach it is like i because i like how unity allows you to see stuff in the inspector and you can change values and stuff in there it, it, it sounds like that's what you can do in the Unreal yeah. engine as well okay yeah and uh, like the a blueprint is kind of like close to like a prefab in unity yeah. okay uh and then except for it's it's a little more like encapsulated is that the right word uh, uh you can't like pull it apart in the same way a prefab yeah. can okay. um sort of uh but yeah pretty similar concepts i um i also like i feel like a lot of people yeah look at that uh that visual scripting and like consider that more of like a this is for like people who want to kind of get into this who don't want to learn programming yeah and that is a trick yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just different shaped programming um i I think there are some like much more intuitive concepts in visual programming that uh that do help people of just uh you can see the the node and like what you can put into it and what you can take out of it yeah that like you can do with real pro uh, like straight I don't know, text programming. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use real programming. Like text programming, like when you get IntelliSense and you can kind of like look at it and see what you can put into it and what you can take out of it. But mm-hmm. like to somebody just getting into it and looking at it, yeah. it doesn't have that same like obvious like, oh yeah, that's what that does is just seeing a line go into a node and a line go out of it. Yeah. Node. Yeah. Very visual representation of the relationships, even though it's like programming in a trench coat or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's just programming in a trench coat. And I think um uh I, I, I think the takeaway should shouldn't be from this that uh that this isn't like the easy option and that there is no easy option into programming. Like if that appeals to you, definitely go for it and give it a try. It yeah. should be that like in a lot of ways, uh once you get past that visual barrier on programming, like programming is not that hard on the like the base interfacing with a game engine. Yes. I appreciate that perspective. We had um, Alina Matson on to talk about visual coding. Um, and yeah, she had the same perspective basically. And we, I, we, we all came to that same conclusion is that like, you know, it's, uh, you can do anything you could uh, through text coding yeah. <laughs> um, that, uh, yeah, that anyone else could. So like, yeah, it, 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 uh, it kind of just doesn't matter as long as you, know how to do it you know the it's language. yeah you got to think through the logic of your systems yeah mm, yeah that's all it is yeah that is <laughs> just it's just thinking through the logic of your systems that's uh-huh. it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> easy <laughs> uh, I, I do think um one of the the issues that um like visual scripting has a a really unique issue too that okay. uh, if you're going to it from 
text coding, yeah. uh, you won't have the same sense for. Like, it's really hard to do this because it just doesn't make logical sense to your text programming brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that you have to, um, like, cleaning your code in text is, is you know, like, commenting it right. and making it, you know, like, easily readable as a file and sorting it and ordering it in yep. the right way. Yep. Cleaning visual scripting is more like cleaning your room. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Stephen says that like, Ugh. yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, it, 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 you get run into these problems where you have like code to the right of your code, oh. and that has nothing to do with your main code, oh, and you okay. have to move that code to the right yeah. somewhere else because it's getting in the way of your code here, and they like start running over the top of each other. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. And and I think a lot of people getting into Blueprint uh, neglect learning. Um, ways to make those neater and like you can uh, collapse nodes and make them to like act like one node on the thing and then you can open it up kind of like a node folder system that makes your code go from a giant spaghetti mess to uh, being a much more manageable uh, readable piece of code and like like Take out containers of pasta. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that makes me think of like, yeah, like Unity, uh, uh, a scene, like you have a bunch of random scattered game objects and stuff. You can, you know, parent those just so mm. that it's more clean. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. That's fascinating, though. I, knew, I guess I wouldn't have considered that as a um, as a concern you would have is to organize your positioning of the visual code that you've made. That is wild. Huh. <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking about it. Again. <laughs> so how, um, how did, actually, how did you get started doing Unreal? That was my question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you want to ask it? Yeah, I want to know why you turned right when everyone else turned left. That's a good question. And like, um, it's it's kind of a dumb answer. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Um, I was looking at, um, at the, the marketing for like Unity and Unreal. Sure. And I, uh, um, at, at the time, uh, Unity had, had its like, its paid tier. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I think even at the time, like you could still get the free version of it. Um, but like it had, you know, some paywall features and stuff Mm -hmm. and Unreal Engine didn't, Ah, they said you could have the full engine. Uh, and also we do 2d. Uh, and I'm like, I'm looking for a 2D engine. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, um, that's uh, wild to me. Have all those features. The re- I think part of the reason why we opted to not use um, Unreal for Fingence is, oh, I, I think my brother just was like, I use um, Unity. But also, I think uh, I was under the impression that Unreal does not do 2D very well at all. They have removed that from their website. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I was correct. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think I jumped on the train when they were like kind of right on the middle of where they were trying 2d and they were marketing that they do 2d ah. and they were adding 2d features okay and i would say probably maybe even just three months after i started they oh. uh they didn't announce anything they yeah. still haven't announced anything uh but they have absolutely dropped 2d support sure. uh tile maps basic mm. 2d concept yeah. for like building levels yeah is still an experimental feature. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> okay, that sets expectations. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I've had some arguments with people about this who who do say, that, oh, yeah, you can totally make a 2D game. Um, 
in, in Unreal Engine. Uh, and yeah, I, I guess, but you could also just make one from scratch without an engine. Right. And yeah. you're losing out on so many, so many features with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and I think a, a lot of the people uh, who do push that are, are using like 2.5D kinds of games mm. that, okay. that do are a little more conducive to well, that. I mean, Flailure is a 2.5D game. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And like I leaned into that. It was originally a 2D game. Okay. Uh, I didn't and- know that. It, uh, yeah, it uh, it looked actually very similar to how it did with the the little giraffe characters and stuff running around, mm-hmm. all uh, 2D on levels, um, and uh, we uh, at one point just finally hit a roadblock to be like, they're not updating this, they're not getting us what we want. This is way harder than it needs to be. So I would rather learn 3D modeling. <laughs> Uh, than spend any more more time trying to make this work. Sure, yeah. Or switch engines. Uh, yeah. Um, and so I was, yeah, I, I, I would say I was a tricked into this, uh, but uh, it, it did lead me into uh, a lot of stuff I wouldn't have otherwise uh, experienced, I think. Uh, C++ experience is a weirdly coveted uh, <laughs> in uh, the tech industry in general. Mm, yeah. Um, and... Uh, having access to uh or just having spent the time on unreal engine uh makes me look a little more interesting to the triple a industry anyway gotcha yeah yeah Yeah. so i'm curious on the the unreal workflow like how do you build a game from start to middle Start to middle, yeah. Start to middle. (laughs) Um, The finish is polish and stuff and fixing bugs. Depends on what you're making, obviously. Um, Normally when I'm making things, I have one very, very hard thing that I have to figure out uh, because I have ideas that are too ambitious for my own good. So uh, for every project that I start, it's uh, go into the most complicated, most technical part of the project and see if you can actually make it work uh, Uh, and mm -hmm. not waste your time spending the time on all the easy stuff. Yeah. Um, I would say that's probably not. Uh, how most people are going to start a project. I think uh, for like a character-based game, you'd, you'd uh, jump in, they have a, you know, a fine level editor, plop some, some blocks down, and mm-hmm. then you can just kind of start coding with Blueprint on uh, like a template class. Uh, okay. They have you know, all the update and control functions. I think um, uh, one, one thing that Unity has struggled a lot with and that they're getting better at is input. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I think true. Uh, Unreal Engine has always had a really solid uh, input scheme oh, and it great. interfaces with blue, Blueprint Fine. So yeah. you don't have to struggle uh, with that too hard and you can just start getting uh, input on your character and uh, start throwing down uh, gameplay logic. Cool. Pretty, yeah. It's, it's actually surprisingly, uh, there is some weird, how do I say that? Uh, <laughs> compared to unity mm-hmm. you can get up and running way faster in unreal engine okay. okay um so like if you want to build a prototype of a thing uh and y- you'll pay for this in the long run if you're just running around doing sloppy blueprints sure. and making a giant spaghetti mess but like yeah. you can power out that gameplay logic way way faster with that visual editor okay um, yeah, okay, I can see that. And if you're not using C++, there's essentially no compile times for when you're uh, putting together that gameplay logic and hmm. you can rough out everything in Blueprint, even if you do eventually need some, some C++ or more advanced stuff, like you can 
kind of get most of that all uh, roughed out and tried out uh, really quickly. Okay. It sounds like it could, uh, that Unreal would be useful as a prototyping tool for um, some devs that like maybe their main uh, focus is Unity, but like they want to get something up really quick. Um, you could uh, you could prototype off of Unreal and you know adjust things and whatnot for a little while, and then go, oh, yep, this is finally what we want to do, uh, and then you can jump into Unity. Maybe. <laughs> mm, I I think if you know everything you're going to be doing is going to work. Mm-hmm. similar enough in in unity you could definitely make that happen sure. i think there's a lot of danger in building something in one engine and then swapping over to be like let's make it in this one yeah yeah, yeah i know uh, that danger yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah i mean if you're really just if you're I mean, willing to spend the time to to learn the tools there and, and get that down and mm-hmm. you just want this as a really fast uh prototype engine uh, or like for a game jam experience i think it is um uh, yeah, it's a strong contender for for that because you just okay. need so much less of the boilerplate, and like uh, the, the the just the default starting position is a little farther forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally see that. Yeah, because I've 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 uh, you know I've done all of my prototypes, well, most of my prototypes in Unity, and I do sometimes find myself struggling to start. Mm-hmm. It like it'll take a long time to like set up the actual guts of the of the game before you can actually like start testing things yeah um i remember i remember when we worked on um this is a long time ago now but remember when we worked on that uh, game jam game uh a uh, global game jam what was the name of it something clasp oh dicer and clasp yeah dicer and clasp yep uh i remember like my game jam my goal for game jams is always to get something up and running within the first few hours um because that just it motivates people to get moving yeah like, oh really i helps. see a thing now yeah oh it's a block it's moving on the screen like that's all you kind of need um and i remember focusing on that and i just i remember grabbing i think i just had a lot of code that i in understanding of unity in order to get this to work um because i had just been dealing with this kind of stuff with vengeance this was like i said this was years ago so like i was dealing with a bunch of physics and junk and i was like i don't think i uh want to mess with physics i think we ended up using physics for that game for dice and class but um, I just remember all of that ex- additional knowledge I needed to just move things. Um, like you said, input in Unity is not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> like rewired is almost mandatory now. I think um for most things in Unity, yeah. um, which is wild. I don't know that I haven't ha- why they haven't integrated that into the, the the main engine yet. Um. Get get on it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Unity. Doing? Since you're listening, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I'm just like I'm just remembering all of that. Like, there's there's a lot of setup in order to get something running. Um, and like the prototypes that I've been doing, even now, I still have to be. I like I had to think about how I'm going to logically put it all together first, and then do that. And that takes me a few hours. Yeah. Um, but I imagine like being able to do it visually. Um, and I, I guess I don't, I'm not familiar with exactly how blueprints like looks and how you actually move the blueprints around and do the things. Uh-uh. Um, but I, I assume that it's a lot. It's just a lot quicker because you could just see it and go like, "Oh, I need this tool. Grab the tool. Put it in the game." Kind yeah. of. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, doing stuff like yeah, like the like ray casting yeah. and like getting that kind of info and like then like filtering that out uh, is definitely a lot less work. 
because like wow. you can plop in a raycast mm-hmm. and then on the raycast node you can tell it what you want it to filter to oh wow and yeah. then uh you can see those results they're like the little results node and then plug that into whatever you need wow. whereas like in in unity what that would be like it probably like 20 30 lines of code uh yeah <laughs> Um, and it won't work yeah, when you do it, it won't the, first work the first time. And you have to jump between a few different tabs to like go set up the layers mm. and then get the. And do you have to do the bit shifting thing or whatever? Like you have to in um in Unity in Unreal. The um I don't remember what it's called. It's a very complicated thing, and I don't fully understand it. Um, and Mark's not here to explain it to me. Like the layer overlap thing. Yeah. The physics layers. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> uh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> It's been a while since I've I've messed with that. That is fair. Uh, but like it is um, just way easier um, to do that. It is is it easier to make builds in Unreal versus Unity? That's a weird question. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> no, I, I mean you know, I, I think that's a, it's a good question. Oh, okay. Uh, it sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. I um. Some of the most awkward, weird, esoteric bugs I've ever gotten were build errors from Unreal Engine. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, and like, it, a lot of this is because of their their visual uh, scripting, ah. um, and like how that that references different visual scripts, and it gets confused sometimes. Sure. And so, and uh, you know, maybe they fixed some of these issues. So like, this may not be totally current, but like, I've had problems before where. Uh, a blueprint is giving me errors and you know it's compiling fine in engine and then uh, when I go to build it it throws some strange errors and I have to go do something called refreshing which is essentially oh. you right click it and hit refresh and then it fixes itself oh. so like you don't know what the issue was oh. you're not sure what it was it That's figured scary. itself out okay, yeah. and like Ooh. you could uh, <laughs> And yeah, like that great. every once in a while, you just kind of get those weird issues where like nothing, something isn't visually represented that is a problem mm-hmm. that like uh, that that pops up. This also might have changed, but I, I think updating Unreal Engine, especially to like major numbers, is um, much more fraught. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we uh, we were updating pretty much every new version for failure for the first half of development. So yeah. new features. Mm-hmm. We're really waiting for more 2D stuff yeah. and, <laughs> right, right, and right. constantly updating it. Every time we'd update, it would no longer be able to build and we'd have oh, to wow. hunt down this new bug huh. uh, and, uh, and and go and fix that. And it would, it would like, we were getting scared to do that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, this is going to be four hours of our time yeah, to, to update this. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, uh, I mean, Unity doesn't not have those issues. Yeah. But, like, I've had that a lot less updating that engine. So we, like, mm. at the end, uh, half of Flailier's development, we just said we were never updating the engine again. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, Got it. it does, is not happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Hey, Steven. Hey. I made a song about a t-shirt. You made a song about a t-shirt. You ready, you ready to hear it? I'm ready to hear it. T-shirt, 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 that's just, t-shirt. That's just peaches, but a t-shirt. I love you. <laughs> okay. We've got a t-shirt, y'all. Uh, nice Games Club branded t-shirt. Yeah. It's really fancy. It's well, Fancy as in like comfortable. Fancy as in like good material. Yeah, it's fancy not. And it's got our logo on it. It's not like a button-up T-shirt right. or like a wear to a black tie kind of. I don't 
shirt. Kind of t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a straight up t-shirt, but it's a t-shirt you could like wear to a patio. Yeah. And it's also a t-shirt you can wear to bed. Yes. Multi-purpose t-shirt. Yeah. Worthy of singing about. Yes. I think. It's worthy of parroting a song about you. Well, I mean, if someone wants to write their own song about the Mm t-shirt, we will totally read it and maybe sing it on the show. We'll see about that. Um, Uh, Anyways, you can get that shirt at nicegames.club slash shirt. Yeah, that's about that's about enough. <laughs> that's enough of that nonsense. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, I, I feel like I've had different build experiences with all the different engines that I've used. Um, I think that Unity has been the smoothest. Hmm. Um, and it's also has been the smoothest to just like put it on a bunch of different platforms. With Game Maker, in order to put it on a platform that's not like a Game Maker build or something, I didn't fully understand it. But like, in order to make like a PC build, mm-hmm. you needed to spend some money. It's like five bucks yeah. a month. It's not that expensive, but like, it's annoying. Yeah. Um, and I know I, I Unreal. I don't think costs to make builds for most things, or at least for like PC and stuff. But it's free for use. Uh, I think the current terms is unless it's on Epic Game Store. 15% of your profit after some amount of money. Okay. Um, we, we didn't hit that amount of money. <laughs> one day? Don't have to worry about that. Might happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, that is actually, that's one of my biggest fears is that uh, I'm going to release another game and mm-hmm. then people are going to go, oh, wow, Flailier's a fun party game. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then I have to go and... Okay. Support it. Yeah. Okay, so just to be honest here. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I said that I feel like developers wait too long to figure out how to write clean and well organized blueprints. I meant me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, oh, no. I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very nervous about fidgets. The code is scary. <laughs> we went we went through it in a, a code comment and it was it, it was messy then. It's like cleaner now, but it's still terrifying. Um so I'm not really looking forward to it having to go back into that at some point if I if I need to to support it again. Yeah. Um but you know, if I need to 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 support people playing the game, I suppose it's worth the time. <laughs> um have you uh, is Flailier is out on PC, right? Yeah. Is it out on any consoles or anything? It is not. Our plan was if it got popular, we would figure out how to port it. Ah, got it. Um it doesn't seem very hard to port a game. Uh okay. Uh, it, it kind of seems like, I mean, they've spent a lot of time making sure it's all compatible, same as Unity. Yeah. Uh, I think the hard part about doing that is getting the relationships with the uh, the companies to go get the dev kits. Sure, and yeah. Figuring that out. But that's that's been easier than it ever has been before to do that. Uh, yeah. So, so that's good. But yeah, it, it makes sense. I think a lot of the, um, um, I want to say AAA-focused game engines, and I don't know that that's fair, say but uh like like unity or unreal or even game maker um they have a lot of support innate for like porting and things like that i think make it easy once you make those relationships um so it makes a lot of sense that uh, unreal has that benefit it's basically it it sounds to me like it's effectively a button press i'm maybe i'm making an assumption there. no yeah i mean okay uh pretty much yeah they they handle a lot of that stuff and a lot of the 
um, now when I, the when scaling. And, when I and say button press, though, because there's gamers listening, and they'll be like, I knew it. All you have to do to put it on the Switch is press the button. It's not that simple. It's actually it's three checkboxes <laughs> and a button press. Uh, <laughs> Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's more complicated because every console has its own specifications that you have to follow. Um, and you have to optimize for each console and things like that. It's not as simple as that. And I mean, specifically with the Switch, like you have to optimize a bunch because the Switch is not a very powerful system. Right. Um, but even on, you know, PS5 um, or what have you, uh, those, like, you still need to make sure that, like, you're not just supporting the features, but, like, the features you have in your game work with the console because they're not all the same. Um, so I just wanted to put that in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll build. It won't necessarily work. Exactly. It'll build. <laughs> we'll just have that one button click. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm one, one, speaking of gamers, I'm curious how people, how gamers treat Unreal Engine as, a, as an engine. Because I think that, like, people have, uh, Unity kind of has a bad rap with game, with, with players. Mm-hmm. I think specifically because, like, there were a bunch of, games that were released on Steam or something that were like um they say asset swaps or whatever and they just like you know put some stuff in that uh, from the asset store into the game and made it a game and whatever um and I think so I think Unity kind of has a bad rap with respect to some 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 gamers because they see it as like a way to make quick and dirty and bad games which isn't true I mean it is a way to do that but you can, <laughs> you can do that with anything yeah right. exactly yeah. you could do that with unreal and stuff but I'm curious if Gamers feel that way about Unreal. I don't know that they have that same impression. Yeah, you're wondering about the different, like, the engine's reputation amongst players. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's actually interesting because they have they have two reputations. Oh. I, I don't I don't see this very often in, like, a, uh, like a PR perspective of, like, I feel like from, from what I've seen, like, mm-hmm. gamers are, like, you know, they see Unreal Engine on a game and that's actually, like, almost an endorsement. Probably shouldn't be, but like it's you know like oh that's an Unreal Engine game that's gonna be, you know at least a baseline of quality. Sure. Um, and then at the same time, uh, they hate the company's uh, Epic Games Store. Uh, (laughs) And so yeah, and and like these are like so divided. I just feel like oh yeah, like Unreal Engine that's cool. More people, more developers should be using Unreal Engine instead of making their own custom game engines. Yeah, horrible conversation uh, <laughs> that happens all over the internet. Uh-huh. Like, why are people using custom game engines? It it, it hurts to read. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, like you know, so much like just weird player support for an engine, mm-hmm. and then uh, they're look at you know their game store and be like i'm never gonna use that i will take the free game not gonna play it but i will add that to my library for some reason right yeah i don't get video game horde yes (laughs) yes we can all relate yep yep (laughs) yeah well that that is interesting right because with the engine itself because it's you know a product of epic games it has those built-in incentives for using that store yeah um which I don't know if that's enough to sway any individual developer to choose one engine over another. I mean, it certainly sounded like it might have been a factor, but like for you, but yeah. you know, it it it's not necessarily the deciding factor, but it definitely is part of the equation. So, hmm, it is an interesting dynamic. Yeah, that's a good point. I I I assume that I think Epic Store has like Unity made games, but I don't. They do. They do. Yeah. yeah. Um. The 
the big incentive is if you make your game in their engine, uh, don't do your own research. I think it's a, <laughs> you, the developer gets 5% less or more money from, because it's, um, uh, Epic Games will take a cut of your, your game, whether right. it's on Steam or Xbox or whatever. Right. Oh, but yeah. They lower that cut yeah. on on uh, their store. That tracks. But they still take an additional cut because it's on their store. Well, they right. take a cut. Yeah. Right. Look, look it up. Okay. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll we'll find the we'll find the terms or whatever, and we'll link to it in the show notes. But yeah, yeah that's kind of what I would expect. Is like they're gonna they're gonna take a cut of your game no matter what because you made it with their tool. Um, but if you're gonna put it on their store, then whatever purchases, whatever funds you get from those purchases on that store, they're taking a smaller cut. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I would have done it for Flailier had we not relied almost entirely on the uh, the Steam server backend. Oh, so got it. We would have to host our own servers to make that yeah. happen. Yes, I suppose that. Yeah, that would make it difficult. That's true. Yeah, I guess I just assumed that Flailier was on Epic. Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, if they want it, uh, Flailier Two can be an Epic exclusive. Like, <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah, I guess Unreal uh, kind of has a, a history. Like I think Unity, well, Unity's been around long enough where it has history too. But I think that Unreal was like around for a while, and people like saw it and associated it with big, large, popular games like Call of Duty or something, right? Yeah. Um, and so like I think when people see that, they feel like they can trust it, and they, they you know, there'd be a little intro thing. It'd say, um, it'd say Wise, and then it'd say Unreal, <laughs> and then it'd say whatever else, um. <laughs> All of those, <laughs> all <laughs> yeah. those companies. Um, but like, I think people have seen the un, uh, the Unity logo, um, and it, it's it's because uh, uh, I think like you can hide that if if it's an Unreal or if it's a Unity game, if you like pay Unity enough or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you don't have to see it. Um, so like a lot of the good games that uh, gamers don't realize are built in Unity. Like don't you don't see the logo, but a lot of the the uh, less good games. Um, uh, are uh, you see the logo, and so you associate that with like negative quality, I think. So yeah. that's kind of an interesting, like it's an interesting relationship, I guess. Yeah, like, that just the logo itself is that a. I mean, is that impression? If if we're speaking generally, that mm-hmm. players have that kind of impression, is that fair? I mean, I, you can shut that logo off in Unreal too, and I oh, okay. wouldn't do it. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I guess. Um, I yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That is wild. Hmm. That's something else. So I guess, so thinking towards the future, right? Like, are you going to continue to work in that engine? Are you branching out into other things or? I um, kind of, now that I've jumped to um, pretty much every engine you can. <laughs> uh, Hopscotch. I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, honestly I've been moving a little more in the unity direction and now unity has been moving in a different direction and I'm moving a little more away now (laughs) (laughs) you're just just always at cross current to whatever is happening (laughs) yeah Um, my current project uh, is using both uh, unity and Godot at the same time Okay. Uh, mostly because unity doesn't support uh, the HTML5 on phones. Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And I, I, that's what I need it for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I've, we've 
we're building out networking between Unity and Godot, which is uh, fancy. I don't know, like peace in our time. <laughs> or Pandora's yeah. box. I don't know. Uh, like it could be Pandora's box. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah, but I would uh I would absolutely go back um and do more uh, Unreal Engine work. I'm I feel actually pretty comfortable switching between them. Wow, that's pretty, cool. pretty yeah. frequently and I think like when you start jumping back and forth between them, you you take skills back and forth where yeah. it's, uh you know, you you learn stuff that um I think a lot of the knowledge is surprisingly insular where it's like there's somebody figured out how to do something in unity and then they made a tutorial online and everybody copies that from now on. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and like that works, but like uh, somebody did that on, uh, you know, on unreal engine or Godot too. And they had found a different answer. Yeah. Right. So it's like the only way to get those other solutions and look at those other perspectives is to jump into those different communities. Sure. Right. So that's, I like that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like, Okay, now you're now you're in my world learning communities. <laughs> yeah, but no, that makes sense, right? Like one of the things that you hear in, in different um like with musical instruments or with languages is once you learn, you know, you learn you learn whatever your native language is or whatever your first instrument is, mm-hmm. whatever your first game engine is, and then when you learn the second one, you start learning things that are like these core principles, common principles between all of them, and that makes it easier to learn additional ones beyond that. Do you think that that kind of story applies to game engines as well yeah um yeah there's definitely like a lot of overlap in those like base skills uh and uh being able to switch engines kind of like lets you look at a a similar uh skill just in a from a different direction Mm -hmm. like you know just seeing how like materials and shaders work in one and the other one yeah like on under the hood they're kind of all the same but like seeing how they're represented differently kind of just builds out that knowledge of that thing yeah uh yeah being able to say you know can i have a sandwich in english and spanish and french and russian you know it's the same kind of thing as like can i build an interaction Mm. With this paradigm and or this slightly different paradigm that's in this different engine, that makes sense. Kind of start seeing that pattern between those languages or engines. Yeah, like you, yeah, you can see the, the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Zach, also Neo, <laughs> Neo of game engines. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I think. If if someone were just getting started with Unreal, whether they're coming from another engine or they they haven't done any engine work at all, um, how would you recommend they get started to learn it? The community resources are definitely a lot worse than Unity. Oh, really? Uh, actually, uh, okay, that's but, actually very good to know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, just there's so many more indie developers. Yeah. Uh, in in Unity, right, That yeah. are out there sharing their information. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of double A, triple A studios using uh, Unreal Engine who are not sharing this. Right. Information. Sure. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and so like there's definitely a lot of people using it, and there's you know uh, a big audience and like people who know what they're they're doing with it, but they're not necessarily that same community aspect of uh, that like like in Unity you can kind of Google just about any basic feature you want and somebody will either like show you how to write it or like, you know, go through and step through. And I think that's a really great way to learn. Yeah. For um, uh, Unreal Engine, I would say like kind of just go through the channels that they built out. I think okay. uh, Epic did a, a good job with their, um, like their basic tu- tutorial system uh, and 
they have like videos at different skill levels that'll okay. step you through stuff. Oh, actual videos. Yes. Yeah. So they've built out a learning library mm. that you can check out and that's the wrong metaphor that you can use. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's also a tutorial in the engine. Oh. I have mm-hmm. never used it. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> but it exists. It exists. <laughs> it, 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 it pops up immediately every time you install a new version of the engine. And I'm like, close, close, close. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, never I'm sure it's again. great, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but you, already, you already get the gist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh, that, yeah, that's interesting. I, uh, I know, uh, does, does uh, Unreal have decent um, documentation with respect to their features? Depends. <laughs> okay. I, I would say mostly yes, actually. Right, cool. uh, That's it's, it's pretty solid. I, I think it gets weird at the intersection between C++ and Blueprint. Mm. I think, you, and especially like, y- you kind of get into situations where you search something and you'll get either the C++ answer or the Blueprint answer, and that oh. might not be what you're looking for. Okay. Mm. Uh, even though sometimes and often uh, there's an answer for both. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so like that's a little frustrating sometimes. Uh, but otherwise, for for a lot of like the blueprint side, anyway, I think it is uh, pretty well documented, okay. and they you know have all of the like pictures of all of their code because it's yeah, that's um, nice. That's nice. Yeah, that's uh, something I wish Unity did a better job of. Code examples, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it when I'm looking at the thing up and on the, on the website. It's just like a one sentence that tells you what the thing is. I know what the thing is. I want to know how to use it. <laughs> right. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's frustrating. Um, are there so okay? Unity has an asset store, right? Unreal, I assume, has its own asset store esque thing, right? Yeah, same okay. same kind of situation. Okay. With less community support, sure. There's less assets. Okay. Uh, there's still assets. There's still very good assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know this for a fact, but my general feeling browsing through it is they tend to be a little more expensive. Okay. Um. And they're considerably less free stuff. Ah, um, okay. the it is out there. There's there are good free plugins. There is some community support, and uh, yeah. there are definitely people who are um, building out like really cool plugins. Uh, however, like Unreal has been doing um, a lot of stuff to build out uh, partnerships with other companies or just straight up buying companies. Mm. Uh, so you now get. Um, you get a library of like materials and textures that just are free as okay. long as you're using them in unreal engine. Sure. Uh, and right. so like, this is like a lot of really big professional grade stuff that cool. would, would actually cost a lot of money yeah. uh, in uh, like any other context. Uh, and you can get a lot of these like photo realistic 3d models and like really high end textures uh, and materials that are all built out for you that's all integrated and hooked into the engine okay um, for totally free yeah uh, and that like so I mean again like epic is kind of bridging the gap for their lack of community support sure that's well I mean that it's this kind of nice right like you because uh, I think it's difficult to get those assets in unity as a result of the fact that like there's just so many community things yeah um yeah. and I mean like a lot of the assets in the asset store are triple uh, A quality right but like mm-hmm. um, it's nice to just have that available mm-hmm. if for free through Epic yeah, yeah. through through the uh, Unreal that's it's, pretty cool it's the, it's the tra- you see that kind of trade off 
in lots of different marketplaces, right? Like we're, if it's got a huge amount of community involvement, there's lots of community generated material, then you get this great volume and you sometimes find some really niche stuff and, and answers and content and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's also a benefit in having something that's a little bit more curated because yeah. sometimes when you're exploring the nooks and crannies of your community, you know, community generated content, you just come up with like stuff that doesn't work or doesn't make sense or is really old. Yeah. But generally, if it's coming straight from the source, it ends up, it's a little bit more vetted. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's interesting. It, it, it mirrors a little bit the difference between um, Steam and the Epic Game Store. Because, like, you know, it's all it's a curated experience in the Epic Game. Well, it was. I guess it's not anymore, but it mostly is. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, you know, on Steam, like, anybody can get on the Steam, which is a good thing. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that's kind of interesting that they've kind of built both engine, both the engine and the, the store in a similar way mm-hmm. and are supporting them similarly, too. Yeah. Because, um, like, they're doing a lot of the work to get games onto the onto the store. Yeah, and get players with all their their. Uh, I mean, I think like a lot of players were really skeptical uh, when uh, Epic Games uh, Store came out. Yeah, uh, and uh, like I think a sizable amount of people are, are swayed, being or, like maybe not like super happy about it because they're weirdly into having Steam as their monolithic only library. Yeah, um, but uh, they're starting to get swayed of like, okay, well you're gonna keep giving me this free game. Like I think, like I, I thought. I think most people thought that they were going to stop after like a month or two, right? And they have continuously just every week free game, and so like they're kind of beating people down. I'm like, all right, I'll take that free game too, but I'm still not happy. <laughs> uh, all right, there's another free game. Maybe I'd play that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're at least they're investing in like trying to get a, a player base on their store there. Right, right. They've got the money to invest. Yeah. They can do it. They definitely do. Fortnite's still making bank. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I am more curious about Unreal than I ever have been. <laughs> probably not going to jump into it right away because I hate jumping into new engines. I'm not like you, Zach. <laughs> you like peeked your head into the gym and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're doing in there. I don't think that's the wrong perspective to have okay. either. I think if you can do it, what you're doing with the tools you have now, it is almost always better. Like everyone's like check and make sure that you're not missing out anything uh, huge, but like you're going to get more stuff done and more stuff done faster by just sticking with what you know. Yeah. That's kind of, that's the approach that I've had. But at the same time, I also, you know, I did benefit from uh, looking at the game maker and understanding how like game maker worked versus unity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine that I could gain some benefit out of looking at unreal um, and comparing that to unity as well. Yeah. But I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, that's what you were saying anyway, just to kind of bring it to a point. Like, yeah from what you were saying earlier i gather you just kind of like to learn the different engines Mm -hmm. and that's like a worthwhile pursuit for you um in and of itself sometimes i i do i do like to to learn this stuff i think i've had a good reason for every time i've switched engines okay Okay. Um, not just like i'm done with this yeah out of here (laughs) i i've yeah i've definitely i've always like had a reason where like this is lacking in some way okay uh that i that that got me to switch like i'm using Godot because uh, the HTML5 support right. for right. phones. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I, I hadn't spent any time uh, on it before that. And mm-hmm. so I had a reason to use that and branch out to new tools. 
uh, for for Unity, I, I got into it because nobody would do game jams with me in oh. <laughs> Unreal Four. Uh, <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> that is a reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we said, there's not really many Unreal developers here. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd roll into the the jam and be like, "Anybody want to do an Unreal Four game?" and crickets. Oh, what? Nothing. I would do one with you, maybe next time. Uh, we got a game jam going on. Okay, remember yeah. you're being recorded, okay. Stephen. <laughs> right. Dang it. <laughs> no, I would be interested in doing that. I mean, that's the place to experiment with things, right? Is a game jam. So yeah, um, I think that would be the place to do it. That's cool. I can't commit to a game jam yet. That's the main yeah, problem. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you. I'm in the same place. Uh, one day. Um, jams aside. So Zach, you've done failure. Um. Where can people follow you on the internet to find out what other stuff you've been up to? Uh, the squidland.com is uh, the, the, the company page. We have a, a Twitter. Um, we're probably going to come out with an announcement of stuff. Oh, exciting. Um, I you don't want to announce that on the show. Uh, I mean, it's fine if you don't. No, no pressure. <laughs> I, I heard you You guys love breaking news. We do love breaking news. <laughs> we do indeed, yes. We don't uh, not love it. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's another party game. That's, okay. Yay! Okay. That's cool, cool, cool. <laughs> That's uh, and uh, then for me personally, uh, you can find me at ZachGilbertson.com. Okay. Just just has some other game jam work and stuff that I've done. Cool. That's our show. For show notes and links on today's conversation, go to our website, nicegames.club. Visit us on Twitter and Mastodon at Nice Games Club, where Dale tweets and toots about game dev resources and five unfinished projects. We like hearing from you, so tweet and toot back, or email us, contact at nicegames.club. Nice Games Club is on Patreon. Support the show and get stuff, including ad-free episodes. Sign up at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. And if you want to keep things more casual, just stop by nicegames.club slash discord and say hello. You can talk about horse genetics with us. <laughs> Next week, we'll be looking at fall damage and some cool topic that Mark is cooking up. But that's it for this week. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. It feels weird not saying the right. Like, it feels weird saying Mark's line. Yeah. And then we can do... Ah, hold on. Steven. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it now. Uh, who does the so until we start it again? You want to do it? What? Oh. Mark's not here. Yeah, I can do that because then it'll go back to you. Yeah, okay. And then it'll come back to me. I forgot about that. I'll be Mark. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just going to say it like me. I'm not going to try to say it like Mark. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs>